0: Alex here, and you're listening to another episode of the Market Adventures podcast. Welcome back. We have the Fed Minutes later today, and here's what could happen. If there are no surprises, which is what I'm expecting, stocks will head back up towards highs until the next economic event. So I actually bought some spy call options earlier in the week because I am not expecting any surprises. Now, since the Fed already spoke to us, Uh, in April, right, this is just a written upon what they talked about during their meeting back in April, so we already know most of what's going to be in there but if there is something in there uh, in the verbiage to suggest anything regarding inflation that's not transitory, then the market will turn back down, so that's what they're looking for, anything in the uh, verbiage of the minutes that suggests that inflation may not be transitory Now, I'm seeing clear skies, but that's my prediction. So, let's get back into the interview with Natalie Taylor, right? Part two. You're going to learn how to find your cost of living, how to begin building wealth the right way, and the fact that you don't actually need a lot of money to get there. Enjoy the episode. How does a young black woman, single mother from Jamaica... (laughs) How how do you how do you go from how do you go from that to this in such a short amount of time, right? And you still have a lot of energy, so you're probably going to do even more things. How the, how did you do this?
1: Oh, it's very 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 very. So here's the thing. First of all, um, what you consider an exceptional talent according to the United States. So my background, my background. Um, I have mind you, there are people with no degrees at all who are winning way bigger than me. Right. It's just common sense. But I'm going to tell you, my background is I've been trained to do taxes for the wealthy. I've been trained to do accounting for, um, you know, for or audits for major investment banks and broker dealers. So I'm coming from Ernst & Young, where my clients were Wall Street clients, you know, UBS Wealth Management, Lehman Brothers, Newberger Berman, National Australia Bank you know, Banco de Chile before they were taken over by um, Citibank, you know, by, um, bank that you don't even hear about because they're in the Middle East and there's a high level. <laughs> you know what I mean? I've I've taken clients um, public, you know, biotech clients. So I understand what it is to have burn rates in a business and how to set up your business to experience burn rate to drive down, um, you know, so you have cash profitability, but tax um, you know, loss, you know what I mean? Um, and then I've been on the media side, tremor media, taking them public. Right. So I've been on that side. I've done business consulting and I've built networks in terms of network marketing. So I, I understand all sides of, and I've sold insurance. I have an insurance business, right. I'm an insurance license, right. So that's that, that's that standpoint. And then also you're talking to girl, of a mother who cleaned people's house for a living because she was so broke because she lost her farm because the United States deemed marijuana illegal in Jamaica. And so my mother's farm was burned. So I was born after she lost everything and she was uneducated. And so I know what it's like to be hungry. I know what it's like to be homeless. I know what it's like to have nothing. And I know what it's like to work on Wall Street, to go to the Hamptons or to Block Island and to be networking And then I know what it's like to still lose everything again because you made a bad decision in a relationship because you had no self-confidence. I know what it's like to want to pitch yourself and you don't do it because you're thinking, what would people think? And I know what it's like when people, what would people think? Couldn't buy crap for you because you and your kids had to start over again. And what would people think didn't show up for you? And what would people think didn't buy you crap? And what would people think didn't, change your life at all and so starting over four years ago I had all of that right a lot of time when people are starting over they tend to think oh man I gotta start over from scratch no it's not from scratch you're starting over with all your failures that's an asset you're starting over with all your experiences you're starting over with all your lessons right that's an asset so I took all of that and with the humility of I'm gonna pace myself because in the past I wanted it now, 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 because I had success very early. 22 years old, I was on Wall Street, right? I don't know what it's like to not make a lot of money. And so I need, when insurance taught me just how many people didn't have a lot of money. There were people out here who make $12,000 a year. There are people who make $33,000 a year. So that really taught me how to figure out what my cost of living was. What would it cost for me to feed my children, keep a roof over her head at a minimal basis? And once I got to the "What's my lean, what's my minimum viable existence price?" which is my financial security price?" then I knew that I could build wealth because everything over that I could use to go out to work for me. The whole point of working and having earned income is to take as much of that money and turn it into your slave and become its master. Because if you don't figure out how to make money while you sleep, if you don't figure out how to leverage somebody else's effort, somebody else's time, somebody else's money, somebody else's opportunity, and that's the problem with us as black people, we don't know how to promote other people's things. Like I should be able to say, hey, Alex, I see that you have something going on. I see that you have X amount of audience. I have Y amount of audience. Is it okay that I promote your thing and I'll do it at this percent? Guess what? A um, hundred times your effort is just your effort, but I'd rather get 1% of everybody's effort than a hundred percent of mine. Right? So when I started over, I started over with experience of what it was that I knew I didn't want. I, I, I didn't like the idea of looking in my kid's face, looking like a failure. Right. And I don't mean failure as in loss, but failure as in I know better and I didn't do better. You know, um, you see a lot of people, they're posting their restaurant pics. That's cute. But, you know, you're not going to catch me at no restaurant doing nothing until everything has gone to work. I tell people all the time, like, don't ask me what I have in a bank. Ask me if I can afford it, because I'm going to tell you, no. Mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Uh, it doesn't matter how much money you have in crypto. I, I don't I'm broke. I don't have any money. <laughs> I don't have it. I don't have it, it, right? I just don't have it, <laughs> right? So what I, what I tell people all the time is what I did was I started out with mindset first. What is my vision for myself and my family? You know what I mean? You see people posting pictures of houses. Well, first of all, you know, my house is just on, under acre of land, right? I mean, the contract that I signed with my person to cut my lawn, you know, it's like, do you want to spend that much money a year on your lawn? If you don't want to be able to spend that much money a year on your lawn, if you don't want, if you can't clean your house yourself, well, do you really need a 5,000 square foot house? You know what I mean? Because then cleaning service, you're talking about four, five $500, $600 a month just to clean your house. Yeah. If you don't want to have a HOA, then certain communities you don't want to be in. You know what I mean? So you got to think about the lifestyle you want and the price of the lifestyle you want and whether or not you want to pay that price. And then once you've made the decision that you're willing to pay the price, then figure out, in addition to your work, what other platforms can you leverage to help you to pay that price? So, for instance, you know, as I said, I started over and I figured out my number, set up my bank accounts because I realized I had no discipline. My issue with money wasn't my lack of ability to make it. It was my inability to say no when people asked.
0: So... So how do, you, how do you how do you find your number? Because I think once some people find their number, they can take everything else that you've said and kind of at piggyback from there. Because you said it all started with that number, right?
1: So for instance, there's two approaches that I mentioned in my book that I'm working on right now. You can look at your numbers right now where they are. Take your credit card. Because a lot of times we'll write our budget We're writing it out of our mind. Take your credit card statements for the last year. Take your bank statement for the last year. And you're going to make sure all of those numbers that you see, and you're going to see what the average number is, you know, because a lot of us are forgetting self-care, that coffee, those little dates, those random drink nights, those random things that you buy, put a budget in there. Christmas, you randomly just buy shit. You know what I mean? And don't pay for it and know you're paying interest. On average, how much interest payment are you paying? How many fees are you paying? Put that into the budget. Then look at it. Really look at it. For instance, when I looked at all of my numbers, I didn't realize just how much money I was burning through. Like, it was insane how much money I was burning through. Like, even just now, my assistant in Jamaica just sent me the bank statements for Jamaica for last year. Um, And I know the numbers. Well, at least I thought. But when I started seeing how much, because down there, I don't have it set up the way I have it set up here. So I still give away money. (laughs) So down there, I realized how much money I was giving away just last year, just money that we were giving others to help them, right? You got to put a percentage, make a list, make a decision about whether or not you're going to give and who is on that list. And when people call you, you have to have a separate account that you keep that money in. And when people call, you look at your list and you, you just like a business and you say, hey, I'm sorry you didn't make the list this year. Um, it, it is what it is. They didn't make the list. I have a, I have a prioritized list of people um, or organizations. You ask companies, politicians call companies you know, for donation, nonprofit call places for donation and they'll let you know you're not on the list. We have a percentage that we give away And um, we've met our percentage for the year and we cannot give anymore. That's it. I don't feel bad because I already made a decision. Next thing is I realized I was spending over 30, I think, 34, $3,600 a year on Starbucks. Now you have some people say, hey, that macchiato, that frock is not going to make a difference in your life. Let me tell you something, $3,600 a year. Let me me give you some simple math. I was buying every single day um, a venti salted white mocha right? On average, it was $8.50. It depends on if I was traveling, I would pay more around the range of $9, $10 for that venti, right? Uh Now, guess what? When I did the math and I started buying the little Starbucks um, boxes um, and I bought the machine, which I calculated in this total thing, I was able to spend that year, 2019, $250, including the machine, um right, because I got it on sale on black Friday and and the coffee. the coffee is twenty five dollars for forty cups, right And so I'm not buying a box every month. I'm buying a moth- box every other month. so twenty five dollars, let's say times six, right is where I was at. So times four that's a hundred times six, that's a hundred and fifty dollars plus the machine plus the um the the milk stuff that I'm putting in there two hundred and fifty dollars. Now let's see, right? We're, we're counting pennies, right? I'm being petty. That's from $3,460, right? So now I have 3,000, let's say $200, right? That's $3,200. If I then pretend that I never stopped spending this money, but instead what I did was I took this same money every single week and I funded an account, Every time I felt like having coffee, I went to my coffee machine. I legitimately got my Starbucks, and then I funded an account, maybe an Acorn account, with the same $8 and whatever cents, right? (laughs) By the end of the year, I still have that $3,200, except Acorn is now giving you your little percentages. Now I have that. Now if I'm looking to buy a house, $36, let us say 3 no percentages, right? Let's say simple, not even simple interest. Let's say no interest. $3,200 times three, right? That's $9,600. That's more than a deposit that some people need for a starter home. Does that make sense? Yeah. And that's just one habit. Another thing that I realized was I did not have a proper budget for the supermarket. And I bought emotionally when I took my kids with me. So what I did was I started doing a list. And then also checking that list before I go to the supermarket, because sometimes I'll buy the same thing twice, not realizing they're in the fridge. So I started thinking about what meals will we have, how many times. And I realized if all of us eat in the house this many times, this is how much money we save. So I was able to shave off an additional $200 a month of grocery bills. That 200 times 12 is $2,400. I was funding something else with that $2,400. Does that make sense? And then, um, you know, the next thing that I realized is I would randomly go out with my kids. So what I did was I created a fun account. And the fun account, we can spend up to $200 a month. We can go to a restaurant or a Dave & Buster's or the movies, but we cap at $200, right? Well, giving it a cap helped me to be able to save to vacation, right? So now when, when we really wanted to go out and really do something fun, Instead of spending $300 at Dave & Buster's because, oh, we were having so much fun. We just kept adding more money to the card. Guess what? I'm sorry, kids. We're out. The card's done. We leave. Let's go. Uh-huh. This is how much money we fund the card. It's $100. We split the $100 between the four cards, right? We go in there or we put the $100 on one card, whichever strategy we use, because sometimes they want their own card. But once it's done, that's it. We're out.
0: <laughs> that's it. Yeah.
1: It's kind of like trading, you know, you have to have a strategy going in. So their numbers, they got to use their credit card statement their bank statements. And then also look at your major bills and see where money is leaking. Right. Um, Can you share a place with someone else? Because sometimes it's cheap to rent, um, but it's cheaper to rent with someone because you guys are able to share space with each other. You guys are able to share utility. You can share internet. You can share You can even share groceries because maybe that other person don't like cooking or maybe that other person don't love cleaning. So you can share tasks. You can share instead of having to pay somebody else to do something with your kids, you can share that with each other. Hey, we take alternative terms. You go out, I go out. You know what I mean? And so a lot of people are trying to get comfortable when they're broke when you are broke, you sell your comfort, right? And when you have money, you trade your assets to make money, right? So until you have assets, you trade your comfort. So for instance, for me, right, I'm gonna be honest, my car is on Toro. So even though I am in this fabulous house, and I have a fully loaded, fabulous car, guess what? I'm here most of the time. I don't drive. don't go anywhere right the space that i'm in this big office that i'm in see right this is my office space i do everything in here and i have another office space that i do everything in i don't have to go anywhere the bank is up the road all three of my banks are in the on the corner right i can ride my bicycle to it if i want (laughs) do you understand what i'm saying
0: yeah
1: that's what rich people do well guess what if you do your stuff and you realize what you are doing for your bills your financial security is exactly the amount of money you're making you've got to look at your numbers to see what can you cut as i said i cut coffee did i stop drinking starbucks heck no i just started drinking it at home and paying myself for making it right when i drink from them now it's like eh, i like mine better (laughs) you know what i mean um but then also on top of that is as I said, if, if what you're paying monthly is the same exact amount of what you're making, you don't have an emergency fund. That's dangerous. So how you begin to make room is look at what, for instance, if you're buying Starbucks, think about the guy who owns Starbucks. If tomorrow you and your family needed a place to live, would he give it to you? <laughs> if tomorrow your, your children needed to go to college, would they give them a scholarship? <laughs> no, these are the hard facts you start with, right? If you are broke, you you have to sell your comfort.
0: Sell your comfort.
1: You have to trade your comfort to make more money, keep more of your money, right? So for instance, I don't own, I don't have dish or cable. I have internet, right? Because that makes me money, okay? And I can write that off 100%. Everything that I use is things that I can mostly write off on my business, right? So first things first is if they're listening, they need to also have an LLC. Everybody should, as long as you live in the United States, I don't care how smart you are, how business savvy you are, everybody needs to have an LLC or at least an EIN and write up their stuff as a, um, as a, as a sole proprietor because LLC, single-owned LLC, you're still going to be taxed as a sole proprietor anyway, right? Because it's a past through entity. Everybody needs an EIN. To be able to set up something what, that can help them to reduce their tax liability, because that's also savings. And you can use that tax savings yearly to fund an account to move you. Like my, my first place that I got after I moved out of my mother's house, I literally was able to, to move out of that because of my taxes. I was making a lot of money, but you know what I was doing with my money? I was buying courses because I was preparing my mind. If you're trading time for money, then you've got to find a way to get back your time. How? Get a skill set that pays you more than your time. So what I was doing was I was learning about real estate investment. I invested $20,000 in real estate investment to learn what the white guys were doing because nobody didn't teach me this, right? Even though I was on Wall Street and all that, they don't teach you that. All them degrees, they don't teach you that. I also needed to learn business credit from the street side of it, right? Because when you're in corporate, you learn top down. But when you're in business, you have to learn bottom up. And you could be building it based on what they say you should do is the right way. But there's a right way and there's a right way. And the right way, a lot of times, is not out there for all of us. So I paid someone what they said that they were worth so that they could teach me what they did to be able to build my business credit and my personal credit. I got my credit back because my credit also saved me money. When I started out four years ago, oh my God, I got a used car for $16,000, put $8,000 down, right? Um, I got a loan for $8,000 from my foster mom. and I'm lucky that way, you know, so I know everybody don't have that same luck. I put $8,000 down, um, And do you know what my interest rate was? 19.56%.
0: Oh, that's robbery. My
1: credit was terrible.
0: Yeah. But
1: my credit was terrible. And the only reason why they they even gave me the car was because my foster mom is white. So her white privilege got me that car. Right. But I would say if somebody had access to some money, buy a little, uh, 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 any type of car, like looking back. I should have never bought that car. I should have bought the car cash. Should have taken $8,000, bought the car cash. I ended up paying a shit ton of money for that car. Needless to say, when I improve my credit, the car I have now fully loaded, I pay less than $400 a month. I make on tour $900 a month, less than 20 days a month. Um, I would say so by this weekend, I would have seven and three ten days, right, so far, and we're at five hundred dollars for this month. Jeez. The car is paid for. Somebody else paid for my car. So the next point I'm saying is, once you figured out your number, if it's the same number as your your income is the same as your expenses, find a way to get rid of some of your comfort. I got rid of Starbucks. Right. Next thing I did was I got rid of some of my space. I got rid of some of the car, like the cars in my garage. Doing what? Doing what? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Right? Do you even need a car? You may not need a car. Where you live, You're, you and your spouse may need to share one car. And quite frankly, um, if you are paying more than four hundred dollars a month for a car, and you don't have at least one to three years in emergency fund, I'm not judging you. I'm just observing that that's not a good idea. The next thing is, you know, as I said, I, I term if if I don't have money, then I'm not giving it. Starbucks. I'm not giving it to Amazon. I'm not giving it because Jeff Bezos is not going to send me a check.
0: No, no, he won't. (laughs) He's
1: not sending me a check. I'm not giving it to them. So as I said, I don't have cable. So I have streaming accounts. I have a streaming account, right? And my streaming accounts together add up to about $30. Cable would have cost me 120. Yeah. Right? So $30 from 120, that's saving me money. Do you understand what I'm saying? So and and then and then I'm also every year looking at whatever I'm paying for, and I'm calling them and I'm telling them, "Hey, I need you to cut my rate. Can you tell me how to cut my rate?" Recently, I cut my um because you know this is a very large house I live in. You know, five thousand square foot, very large house, like almost five thousand square foot, (laughs) right? Not including the garage, right? So. Um, I have to make sure that my light bill is low because these little things creep up on you. I call Duke and I say, Hey, um, I need you all to cut my light bill, and they're like, Whoa, such and such. I was like, What programs do you have in place? Well, guess what? They put something on my um, my thing so that they can monitor, so they're paying me to monitor how um, I use their light, yeah, because they're trying to run, they're trying to put in a new program. Guess what? I don't give a damn. What you're collecting, because you're collecting my information anyway, yeah. you may as well pay, pay
0: me for it. it. So, and all you <laughs> so have to do is ask, I'm right?
1: All you got to do is ask. So every year you have to pay attention. You you might go into a cable plan and you don't know that there's a hidden line that in a new year it jumps. So that's why you're checking your credit card statements, because you're looking for movements. You're looking for change, right? Um, it's what we do as accountants. It's what we do as auditors. You're looking for um, discrepancies in movements, right? Discrepancies between what you desire and how you're showing up. Mm-hmm. If I say I'm looking to save money and every month I'm saying, ah, I just can't save. Well, I'm looking. Well, how many times did I go out to eat? And Quite frankly, you know, it's like, did I really need that? You know, because here I am overeating and then having to worry about buying detox to lose weight. And
0: the gym membership. So I know that I'm over ordering, <laughs> Right
1: and get in a gym membership. So I know that I'm over ordering, right? So then what is my real budget for when I go out to eat? And I make that decision in my head so that when people start ordering, that's none of my business. That's none of my business what they're ordering. That's not going in my body. I don't have to work that off. that's on them. So you have got to be super intentional about who you are in terms of what do you look like? How do you wanna show up in your suit? how How do you wanna feel? What's important to you? Let me tell you something. I'm the girl that I would never return anything because I was trained. You don't return things, right? Kind of bougie. But I think 2019, I had a shit ton of money saved. Excuse my language. <laughs> and I bought these, I bought these um, Italian shoes. And they got to my house. And quite frankly, I wasn't pleased. And I think it was because I had this very high, you know, things have to be a certain way. So I can't spend more than $500 Cause I have rules around spending money. I can't spend more than $500 within 24 hours. It has to be 48 hours and it has to be approved by certain questions on, because I had a specific goal. Does this take away from it? Does this fund it? Does this put me, cause I could buy the shoes if I was going to do a photo shoot, that was going to make me more money in my marketing for my business. Uh-huh. And that was my excuse, my BS excuse, right? <laughs> so I got the shoes and quite frankly, I was underwhelmed. Very on the round. And I thought about it. This probably cost them $30 to make the shoes. And I just paid $900 for the shoes. I said, if I am negotiating my house next year, because this was 2019. I, the question I asked myself is, if I'm negotiating my house next year, and the difference between me getting that dream home and not getting it is $900, would I be okay with the shoes in my closet? The answer was No. For the first time in my life, I got on the phone with the company and I said, hey, I'm not comfortable with the shoes. Thank you very much. I'll order at another time. But this um, Valentino is just not it. I sent it back. I sent it back. I was like, oh, I went to, the, um, they sent me the, the you know, the, the box thing. Um, well, it, the way it came, they told me what to do with it. They sent me the thing to print out. I took it, I don't remember if it was UPS or FedEx. Listen, I did not care. I was like, I, I didn't even feel bad. Because usually the old version of me would be like, ooh, what would people say? Yeah. And whatever, the new version is like, hell, give me my money back, right? And I, I sent it back. Because what I realized is that at the end of the day, you know, I have red bottoms and all of those things. You can't trade them in. When it comes down to it, if you get in a bad situation and you try to sell your Prada purse or your Chanel purse, you're not going to get market. Um, you're not going to get the market value. Yeah. You're going to get you know, a different value. You're going to get consignment value. And the person who's consigning your purse to sell it, they're going to want to make a, a, a money off of your bag or your jewelry or your Rolex watch. So my thing is I'm not buying um, something unless I know that it's not going to affect my portfolio. It's not going to affect my future. It's not going to, when I think about it, if I have to make a decision about long-term care, versus staying in a house with somebody who's abusing me. You know what I mean? Because we couldn't afford to go into a proper long-term care facility. Is this red bottom gonna be important then? That's how I make decisions. Do I have red bottoms? Hell yes. I have Versace red bottoms, Prada, Chanel, you name it, I have all of them. But they, I buy them with money that I get on bonuses. I pay myself bonus for behavior. Yeah. So that's also important. As you're saving and you're growing, you must incentivize yourself to do good things. So whenever my account grows, whenever I sign on big client, whenever I get good results, I, am, I pay myself small percentages in my fun account. And when that account is added enough, like I like shopping with big money, right? But I can't afford that based on my lifestyle, based on the way I set up stuff, my, because I only give myself a little bit. So I have to wait for it to build up. So at least once a year, my account gets to about $15,000, $20,000. That's when I shop.
0: Sell your comfort in the short term to buy back your time in the long run, right? That's a big, big message today. Another important message, right? Starting over is not a bad thing because you have all your lessons and experiences, right? What people think about you and any missteps you've made along you know, in your life doesn't impact your life for the better, right? If we even think about what those people are saying, it doesn't impact us for the better. It just slows us down, right? Even learning not what not to do Right? Maybe we made some mistakes. Even learning what not to do is an asset. Everything starts with just your mindset, and how you're handling all those things in your mental and how it's going to push you forward and to make sure it doesn't hold you back. So make sure you join us tomorrow for part three and be ready to take more notes. Before you go, enter the $50 Amazon giveaway by visiting marketadventures.co slash giveaway. The lucky winner will get a $50 Amazon gift card and a free subscription to my newsletter, full access, for a whole year. MarketAdventures.co slash giveaway. This has been your host, Alex Cunningham, saying be well. And remember, as you begin searching for answers to life's challenges, don't seek security, seek adventure.